the Jewish community in Poland really represents a period of time in Jewish history that's a huge transition in the Jewish world in general. We don't think of you know Poland as a, as a specifically positive experience because we think of Poland as Poland was part of Russia, which was part of the shtetl and Tsarist Russian persecution. But the Jews entering Poland entered Poland before it was part of the Russian Empire. And the, especially in 14th, 15th, 16th centuries, following the expulsion of Jews from Spain, we see a massive influx of Jews from what was Western Europe, and remember Spain is Western Europe, even though it was Muslim, into Eastern Europe because the Jewish people always migrated from where the pastures weren't so green to where the pastures were greener. For places where there's persecution, expulsion, and violence against Jews, to places where local leaders wanted Jews in, recognizing the valuable contribution the Jewish people could make to building up their city or their kingdom. And with the rise of Polish Jewry, which really takes takes over a huge jump from 1500 to 1650, which corresponds right from the expulsion from Spain, 1492, we see another big change in the Jewish world. The, re- the movement of the Jewish world from being Sephardic-centered, from being Middle Eastern, Jews living in the Arab world, to Jews being Ashkenazi-centered. Today in the world, the vast majority of Jews, even post-Holocaust, are Ashkenazi. Three-quarters of the Jews in the world. Pre-Holocaust, probably clo- 85% of the Jews in the world were probably Ashkenazi Jews. Yet if we go back 1,000 years, we'll see that 90% of the Jews in the world were actually living in the Muslim world. And the Ashkenazic Jewish community of Europe, the, the Christian world, was actually a tiny percentage of the population. So it's a fascinating switch, which has had demographic implications for the Jewish community all the way until today. But really, it's only in the last 500 years or so that we've truly seen the rise and the growth of the Ashkenazi community. And the Ashkenazi community of the Jewish world of of Europe, and especially Eastern Europe, replacing the community of the Sephardic or the Middle Eastern world as the central Jewish community, as the center of learning, and as the center of Jewish population. Hello there. Welcome to the show. I was just sitting here innocently looking up one thing, and I thought, well, I think we need to talk about the Jews today. Why? Well, because I'm always saying things like they're running things, look around, they have us surrounded. So let's get specific today about the Jews. First, I will share a chapter of the book that... Andy found about the Jews, and then we will go from there, because I would like to encourage you to look around for yourself. They know a lot about us, and they do know that kind and caring people are much easier to manipulate with lies and other things. So if you're continuing to spend a lot of time on social media, I have news for you. It's not only run by Jews, it is infested with them. So, let's start off here. Just look around these guys. The louse-infested beards. The filthy protruding ears. Look at these creatures, cries Fritz. Those sinister Jewish noses. Those lousy beards. Those dirty standing-out ears. Those bent legs. Those flat feet. Those stained, fatty clothes. Look how they move their hands about. How they haggle. And those are supposed to be men? And what sort of men, replies Carl? They are criminals of the worst kind. 
He describes their trafficking in wares and how, when they have money enough, they get rid of their dirty clothes, cut their beards off, delouse themselves, put on up-to-date clothes, and go about as if they were not Jews. In Germany, they speak German and behave as though they were Germans. In France, they speak French and act as Frenchmen. In Italy, they want to be Italians. In Holland, Dutch. In America, Americans. And so on. So they carry on throughout the whole world. Fritz laughs at this and says, Anyhow, they can always be recognized as Jews. Carl nods. Naturally, one can tell them if one uses one's eyes. But unfortunately... There are still many who fall for the Jewish swindle, Fritz answers. Not me. I know the Jews. I know, too, a verse about them. Once they came from the east, dirty, lousy, without a cent. But in a few years, they were well-to-do. Today, they dress very well. Do not want to be Jews anymore. So keep your eyes open and make a note. Once a Jew, always a Jew. We're talking about one specific group of Jews here, the Ashkenazi Jews. And I joked yesterday about the Nazis, that we should be concerned about the Nazis. And I really wasn't joking. (laughs) Um, This is likely a group to pay a great deal of attention to. So I'd like to point out some things about the Ashkenazi Jews, just a tiny bit about the background. Large communities of Jews settled in France and Germany after the fall of Rome and Arab conquest, blah, blah, blah. The Jews who settled in Germany, called Ashkenazi, spoke Yiddish, a mixture of German, Hebrew, and Aramaic. I never knew what Yiddish was. Over the centuries, the Jews settled where they could throughout Western Europe, enduring frequent discrimination and periodic expulsions from various countries. Facing increasing persecution in the West during the 11th and 12th centuries, yeah, 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 um, the Ashkenazis live in separate towns known as shuttles. That, they did that back in the early hundreds, but I don't know if I believe any of that. But anyways, um, World War II, after World War II, 90% of all Jews in the world were descended from the Ashkenazi Jews. Okay, And so... How'd this get started today? Well, I was looking to see if Mark Milley, General Mark Milley, the transgender general in charge of this country, was in fact Jewish. Well, surprise, surprise. And I ran across a wonderful resource that I will give you the name for so you can go and look for it yourself. It is called Radio, no, excuse me, Islam dash radio dot net it is called radio islam is what it is okay and i was looking at i started looking at the jews that are running the um not the military the um offices in washington janet yellen is an ashkenazi jew the one who is making all these financial decisions i mean the list is pretty pretty intense right And over there I saw, of the 36 senior executives, they're calling the group of 30. 19 are Jewish, have Jewish spouses, or work directly toward Jewish Zionist interests. That's a key word there. This is a numerical representation of 53%. Okay, so yeah, they say that a lot of the Jews 
are in government, right? Well, let's take a look at some of the people that, in effect, I canceled my Twitter account oh, a couple of years ago when I realized how surrounded I was by um, agents, okay? I suspect that the majority of people on YouTube also are agents, okay? Why do I say this? Well, because these Jews are putting a lot of money into trying to grab as many people onto their team as they can right now. So let me just run down a few, and then I would recommend you go over this islam-radio.net site and look for yourself. Who are some of the... Now, not all of them claim to be um, Ashkenazi Jews. Some of them claim to be Eastern European Jews. But what I did was just to hopefully get you to look around a little bit further yourself is to give you some of the ones who identify as Ashkenazi Jews, okay? First off the bat, we have Mark Zuckerberg, chairman and chief executive officer, Facebook or whatever they're called now. His next in line, Sheryl Sandberg, another tranny telling women how to behave, chief operating officer, also Ashkenazi Jew. Head of Instagram, Adam Mosier. Larry Page, chief executive officer of, um, I think he's Larry and Sergey Brin are both, they're, they're alphabet now, I think they are at. I covered the Brins and stuff. If you want to look at that show I did about how they um, are using um, hesitancy. These two characters, Brin and Page, who founded Google, are very big into this thing. As a matter of fact, they're quietly setting up major vaccine pro vaccine programs that people don't seem to be aware of. Another major Ashkenazi Jew, Susan Wojcicki, the chief executive officer of YouTube. Okay, we also have Snapchat. Michael Linton, chairman. Um, Even Spiegel, chief executive officer. We have Reddit, Steve Huffman. We have Tumblr, David Karp, founder and CEO, Ashkenazi Jew, Twitch, Ashkenazi Jew. And this one is a stumbler, Mark A. Milley, 39th Chief of Staff for the U.S. Army, claims to be a Northern European Jew. Now, if I had time and the energy, I imagine with a little bit of digging, we'd probably find out that Mark Milley is, in fact, an Ashkenazi Jew. But anyway, so head over to that site. Remember, you can support people in a lot of ways. And if you want to stop supporting um, evil, you might consider some of your own social media habits. If you remember the last couple of months, I was asking people to stop sending me their links because... 99% of them were run by transgender, fake pastors, fake this, fake that. So everybody needs to do their own math, okay? I think that we are very infiltrated. I think a lot of these people that even showed up on my channels and commenting are agents, okay? Just because I don't go around pointing people out doesn't mean I don't notice what's going on. So anyways, there's a lot to discover here. They're running everything. And... If anybody feels safe in all of this, then please let me know how you got there because it doesn't make me feel very safe, but it also doesn't make me have fear. 
And the reason for that is because I prefer to have information about who these people are. So go wander around that site yourself. I mean, just about everybody on there is the ones you see on the screen. And don't get confused by the small shows, okay? People all the time say, well, I thought they were okay because they were a small channel. You don't understand how it works. They start out small. They get a bunch of people tricked. They build up an audience. Then they get more goods, okay? Then they get more tools. They start writing books. They start doing other things. So pick and choose what you want. But the truth is right in front of you. So be safe out there. Goodbye for now. Welcome to another edition of Would You Guess? You know you've heard someone say, but your last name doesn't sound Jewish. Well, what exactly does that mean? Why would a last name sound Jewish? Well, the reality is, many of the last names of Ashkenazi or Jews of Eastern European descent do have common characteristics that result in the ability to generalize about the sound of Jewish last names. Why? Well, would you guess that the vast majority of Ashkenazi Jews did not even have last names until 1787 when the Austro-Hungarian Empire required Jews to take surnames. So as a result, Jews quickly adopted last names, with most Ashkenazi families turning to the same source of surname inspiration, resulting in a similarity of sound that even survives today. So the Coens and the Levies and all their various derivations? Yes, these folks claim descent from the Jewish priestly class known as the Kohanim and one of the 12 most respected tribes of Israel, the Levites. Then there's the patronymic last names, which are derived from the first name of the father. So in German or Yiddish, Abram's son would take the last name Abramson. In Polish or Russian, Abram's son would become Abramowitz. Some Ashkenazi Jews took matronymic surnames derived from the first name of the mother by adding I-N as a suffix. So Rivka's son took the last name Rifkin, Sarah's son Sorkin. Now, many Eastern European Jewish families took surnames based upon the family's city of origin. Prager from Prague in Czech, Weiner from Vienna in Austria, Unger from Hungary. Other Jewish last names came from family professions and are virtually direct translations from German. Fleischer for butcher, Kaufman for merchant, Schneider for tailor. Personal traits or physical features inspired many Jewish last names. Also near exact translations from German, Klein for small, Gross for large, Weiss for fair-complected, Schwartz for dark-complected. And some Ashkenazi Jews adopted names taken from natural objects. Applebaum for apple tree, Goldberg for golden mountain, Rosenfeld for field of roses, Hirsch for deer, Stern for star. So there you have it. And that's all for this edition of Would You Guess?